Hello, and welcome to Making Christ Known, a podcast from Adairsville Baptist Church in Adairsville, Georgia. This podcast features Senior Pastor Eric Sorrell and his sermons designed to make Christ known in Adairsville and beyond. For more information about Adairsville Baptist Church, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. In this Independence Day episode, Pastor Eric preaches from the book of Galatians about freedom. Paul's life is a testament to this truth. In Christ, we can be set free from condemnation, from perfect obedience to the law, and from sin's grasp on our lives. For the Christian, liberty means responsibility as we pursue Christ while denying the flesh. Is Christ your liberty in life? Do you allow Christ to be the ruling power in your life? And now, here's Pastor Eric. If you have your Bible, I invite you to open to Galatians chapter 5. We read this together. And this morning, I want to preach a a topical sermon titled Freedom. If you're using the Black Pew Bible, it'll be page 974. If you need an ESV Bible, that's our gift to you. Page 974. Freedom. The Apostle Paul wrote the book of Galatians. The Apostle Paul grew up in a world that was full of physical slavery and was also full of spiritual slavery. And so Paul was a person that knew what it was like to be set free. If you know the story, Jesus had set Paul free from his former way of life, a life of rule-keeping legalism based on self-effort and performance. A life of a racist, mean, and murderous spirit that hated and persecuted others. A pride-filled life that was ignorant of the gospel of grace. But aren't you thankful God's grace broke through all of those chains? Paul was set free. He knew what it was like to be set free from slavery to the law and slavery to sin. In Christ, we can be set free. Galatians chapter 5 begins this way. If there's a book that's about freedom, it's got to be Galatians. If there's the key verse in Galatians about freedom, it's got to be Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Right For, for liberation, Christ has liberated us. He's, he's liberated us. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. If you're standing, don't bow back down to that yoke. Don't don't bend to that. So you continue reading on down in verse 13. He kind of summarizes it a little bit this way. For you, brothers and sisters, were called to freedom. Only don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Verse 14 says, The whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. In Christ, we can be set free. The question is this, are you free? What does it mean to be free? As Christians, we're free, but we're not independent. That's kind of funny, isn't it? Today's Independence Day. And as Christians, you are free in Christ, but you're not independent. You're you're never called to live independently of God or to live independently of others. We're free, yes, but we are still very much dependent on our Lord God, and on other people. What does it mean to be set free? Freedom really means this. We're set free from something 
to someone. Capital S. We're set free from something to someone. So I want us to look at some things this morning as we just topically think about freedom for Christ has set us free. The first is this. I want you to think about this. What are we free from? What are we free from? Can I give you just three that come to mind as I read through Galatians, as I read through Romans? What are we free from? Free from what? It says, for freedom Christ has set us free. Well, what's Paul mean? What's he set us free from? Number one, free from condemnation. If you are in Christ, you are free from condemnation. What does that mean? It means you are free from sin's ultimate penalty. The ultimate penalty of sin is to be condemned and to be separated eternally from God. Aren't you thankful that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free? Free from condemnation. You know the key verse. I'm going to give you a lot of verses today. You can write them down. They won't appear necessarily on screen. Romans 8, 1 and 2. Romans 8, 1 says this, There is, therefore, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the, the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. See, as we begin to look at that freedom language, he says we're set free. And one of the things that we're set free from is we're free from condemnation. We're free from sin's ultimate penalty. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. How did that even happen? Romans 8, 2 says the law of the Spirit of life has set you free. You've been liberated in Christ Jesus from the law of sin, ultimate condemnation, ultimate penalty and death. That's separation. So as we think about 4th of July, as we think about our freedom in Christ today, can't you just stop and think about that? Aren't you thankful that we're free, that you are free from sin's ultimate penalty, separation from God and punishment in the lake of fire? Aren't you thankful you're free from condemnation, you're, you're free from the wrath of God against sin? Free in Christ. No condemnation for you. Ah, the one that the Son sets free is free indeed. Number two, we're free from this, from perfect obedience to the law. We're freed from perfect obedience to the law and to certain parts of the law. Some of the ceremonial parts of the law, you're free. You don't keep that anymore. Some of the dietary parts of the law, you're free. We don't keep that part anymore and we're free. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to keep it. Listen to what Paul preaches early on. The Apostle Paul experiences freedom. He is set free by Christ. And then he preaches that message. And one of his early messages is in Acts 13, verse 39. This is what he says. And by Him, everyone who believes is freed from everything which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. Right away, he's preaching this. You're free from perfect obedience to the law. He says, you are freed from everything which you couldn't be freed from because of the law of Moses. He says it this way in Romans chapter 7, verse 6. But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve in a new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. If you were to take the Old Testament law 
and you were to look at every single rule, every single do, every single don't, you would come up with 613 of them. The Jews did that. That's what they kept. The good rabbis counted 613 Old Testament laws. 248 do's and 365 don'ts. And the Jew lived by that. One don't for every day of the year. Right? 248 do, 613 laws. Aren't you thankful you don't have to keep all of them perfectly? Who could but Jesus? Aren't you thankful you have freedom from meticulous rule-keeping religion? You're free from perfection. Number one, you're free from condemnation. Number two, you're free from perfect obedience to the law. There's a poem, perhaps by John Bunyan. Run, John, run! The law commands but gives neither feet nor hands. Better news the gospel brings. It bids me fly and gives me wings. I'm thankful for the gospel of grace. We are free from salvation by works. You're free. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. We're free from salvation by works. How? By the gospel of grace. A third thing that I see is this. We're free from sin's domination, from sin's bondage, from sin's mastery. Listen to what is said in Romans 6.14. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you're not under law, but under grace. Sin will have no dominion over you. In Christ, we are free from sin's domination. In Christ, we're free from sin's mastery. Aren't you glad that you now have the Holy Spirit empowering you to live according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh? Before, we couldn't. We were in bondage. We were dominated. We could not do it. Aren't you glad there's a way out for freedom? Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. This one... This third freedom is probably the hardest one for the Christian to learn. That we really are free. Maybe sometimes it is number one. We, we, we struggle with the guilt and we have to preach that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You're, you're free. Thank God for that. Free from the law. I mean, sometimes unless you're a legalist and you're, you're prone to that, you may not struggle with this. But this is the one where we really have to get our minds and go, you know what? I'm free in Christ. Sin no longer rules me, no longer dominates me. You really are free. But freedom, biblical freedom, Christian liberty, does not mean that we get to do whatever we want. Our freedom actually involves dependence. Our freedom actually involves submission. Think about it. Contrary to what many people believe, living in a free country does not give you the freedom to do whatever you want. Amen? But likewise, living in Christ does not give you the freedom to do whatever you want. Right? What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. Right? How shall we continue in it any longer? Romans 6, 1. In Christ we're free, but we're not free to sin. Romans and Galatians shows us that grace shouldn't be abused. Christ has set us free. And it's here that liberty meets responsibility. It always does. Liberty always carries with it a responsibility. So let's look at two things here. What freedom does not mean and what freedom does mean. 
We may say it this way. Number one, what freedom does not mean. Freedom is not license to sin. Freedom in Christ is not permission to sin. Again, see Romans chapter 6. See Galatians. Being free in Christ doesn't mean you have the freedom to go on sinning or live as you please. Being saved doesn't give you permission to live sinfully. We, we, we almost need to drive that home to a lost and dying world in the South, in the Bible Belt. Everybody kind of has that idea, well, I'm saved, I'm free. Well, yeah, but not free to just live like hell and go on sinning. And doesn't give you the, the card to you know, get out of hell free card and you can just sin and sin and sin. No, no. Listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter 2.16. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Seems like a lot of people like to take freedom and abuse the grace and say that gives me a, an opportunity, a, a cover-up for evil. No, live as free people. Live as servants of God. Remember St. Augustine. Augustine says these words. And so the Apostle now says, You are called into freedom, brethren, but on condition that you do not let your freedom be an opportunity for the sin nature. Do not suppose upon hearing the word freedom that you can sin with impunity. Luther, a great reformer that would follow, talks about the difference between civil liberty, carnal liberty, and Christian liberty. Liberty. There, there are certain civil freedoms that we have. There are some carnal freedoms that people have and they think, oh, I have this carnal liberty, I can choose to do what I want. I can sin and it's okay and I can get away with it. But Christian liberty rises above all of those. Listen to what Luther says. Christ is your liberty and life. Therefore, law, sin, and death may not hurt you or drive you to despair. This is the constitution of your priceless liberty. Now take care that you do not use your wonderful liberty as an occasion of the flesh. So we see time and time again what freedom does not mean. It doesn't mean license to sin. It doesn't give us permission to sin and abuse grace. What does freedom mean? Christ has set us free. And freedom means this. It means a change in relationship. It means a change in ruling power. Our relationship with the law has changed. The ruling power has changed. Our relationship with sin has changed. The ruling power has changed. There's freedom from some of those former relationships. Like, number one, our relationship to sin, and number two, our relationship to the law. There's freedom from their ruling power. It's kind of like this. They're no longer our boss. And some of us, we need to learn to say to the law, you're no longer my boss. I mean, I used to work for you, but our relationship has changed. I still have a relationship with the law. It's still good, but, but you're not my boss anymore. Right? I don't know if you've had that kind of relationship in your life where like, you know, you're no longer my this, but you're like, we still talk, but like, I'm not under you anymore. Or we're kind of like just friends now. You're no longer this or that. Like, like the relationship has changed. Paul could say to the, to the law, you're not my boss. <laughs> Praise God. Free from condemnation. Free from perfection. Free from sin's domination. Really, we need to say that to sin. Hey, you're not my boss anymore. I don't work for you anymore. You don't hold me captive anymore. Yes, I, I once was enslaved to sin and Christ came and set me free. And now I'm, I'm free indeed. The one who the sun sets free is free indeed. But we're prone to go back to the cage, aren't we? Or we're prone to listen to the voice of the 
you know, slaveholder. Well, yeah. You know, I'm told that there were a lot of slaves here in the States that they, they just couldn't understand that they were free. They just couldn't, couldn't go back there. They, they need to be able to say, hey, wait, no, I really am free and you're not my boss anymore. We can still have a relationship, sure. That's what freedom is. A different relationship with sin and the law. And how is it altered? Oh, it's by the gospel. Aren't you thankful? It's by the gospel. It changes everything. It sets us free. Look at Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. From all of those things, this is what Paul means. Stand firm, therefore, and don't submit again to the yoke of slavery. In this context, if you were to read on, we, would, we could read about circumcision and other things that the Galatians were doing, but why would we put our neck back and let sin control us again? Why would we put our neck back down to a bunch of meticulous rule-keeping and guilt and shame? And No. Verse 13, For you were called to freedom. Brothers and sisters, only don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. What does freedom mean? A change. Freedom doesn't lead to rebellion. It doesn't lead to more rule keeping. Freedom even changes our emotions. We're going to look at this next slide. I want you to see a great truth. Freedom from sin and condemnation does this. It frees from shame. Freedom from law and works does this. It frees from guilt. So if you're experiencing these two emotions or you fight with these things, you find freedom in Jesus. When the shame comes, we go back to, I'm free in Christ. I'm free from condemnation. I'm free from sin's ultimate penalty. Sure, I still have a relationship with it, but it no longer masters me whom the Son sets free. is free indeed and I can be freed from shame today. In Christ, you can be. But freedom in Christ also frees from law and, and works, and that frees from guilt. I did this today, and I didn't do this, and Lord, I have this guilt, and I, Lord, I'm constantly weighed down by this guilt. No, we're free. For freedom, Christ has set us free. So we don't have to live with the, the guilt of religion that Paul knew. Oh, it just binds. It's, it's bondage. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Are you thankful for that? There's freedom because of the Holy Spirit. We have liberty. There are two verses in James' epistle that talk about liberty. But it talks about the law of liberty. Kind of don't, doesn't really go, does it? A, a law of liberty? One, one bounds and the other set free, a, a, a rule of freedom. Like, we have liberty. Listen to what James 1.25 says. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he'll be blessed in his doing. Later on in James 2.12, he says this, so speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. How does a law give liberty? Or how does the law give liberty? Only under the new covenant. Only under the new testament of grace. Only under the new covenant does the law give freedom. And the entire word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, is the perfect law of liberty. This is the law of liberty. This is the, the liberty that liberates us from condemnation and works and bondage. The perfect law has been perfected by Jesus. 
The perfect law, the law of liberty, shows us our need and our solution. The entire Old Testament shows us that sins could never be removed by good deeds. Everything in the Old Testament pointed to Jesus, that one would come that would perfectly keep all 613 and He would do it for us. It shows us our need. It shows us our solution that, that Christ is atonement. It breaks our inability. It breaks the power we couldn't break. It, it moves the boundary lines and it lets us live. So my prayer today is that you would experience Christian liberty for freedom. Christ has set you free. But freedom comes with a responsibility, right? Liberty meets responsibility. So we look here. What does freedom or liberty include? We learn a couple of things in the epistles. Number one, that liberty has a responsibility. Christian liberty brings actually with it a responsibility not to return to law and not to return to sin. That's what Paul would say in, in verse 1. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. That's your responsibility. And don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. He goes on, look, I, Paul say to you, if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. If you go back to that way, liberty has the responsibility. Don't go back, Eric, to that the guilt and the legalism. Don't go back to the shame and sin and that mastery and thinking that, oh, I just have no choice, right? The Bible says no temptation has overtaken you except that which is common to man. But God is faithful. He'll not let us be tempted beyond what we can bear. But when we're tempted, He provides the way out. Romans 10, 13, right? Galatians 2, 4 says this. Paul writes Galatians really as a warning. And he warns them in Galatians 2, 4 this. He says, yet... Because of false brothers who secretly brought in, yet because of false brothers secretly brought in who slipped in to spy out your freedom that we have in Christ Jesus so that they may bring us into slavery. He, he's warning them. He says, you have a responsibility because there are false teachers that are, they slipped in. They're secretly brought in and they're spying out that freedom and their whole point is to bring you back into slavery. Back into the works, the legalism, the guilt, back into the the freedom to sin. I guess, you know, if you look at 1 Corinthians for that, oh, we're in Christ. Everything's permissible. Yeah, but not everything's beneficial. Oh, everything's permissible. Yeah, but I won't be mastered by anything, right? There are always people that were going to abuse law and grace. Both legalism and both licentiousness want to bring us back into slavery. But don't go back to it. It's your responsibility not to go back to old masters. Liberty has a responsibility. Maybe it'd be good to share this illustration at this point. Uh, I'm told about a story of uh, a man going to a slave auction. And a little girl was up on the block and he bought her. He purchased her and took her aside and basically told her, you're free. And she said, you, you mean I can go wherever I want? Yeah, you can go wherever you want. You mean I can say whatever I want to say? Yeah, you can say whatever you want to say. You can do whatever I want to do? Yeah, you can do whatever you want to do. You mean I can, I can follow whoever I, I want to follow? Yeah, well, I want to follow you. I, I want to go with you. You know, when you're really set free, you really experience that freedom, you choose, oh, I'd like to stay. 
I see what you've done for me and I'm free. And things have changed, but I, I, I want you to be Lord. See, freedom for the Christian, it's still in including submission and dependence. We're free, but we're not independent. We, we gladly say, yes, but I'll, but I'll become a servant of God. I'll become a slave of God. It's our responsibility to follow Christ, to say, I'm going with you. If I'm free, I, I, I could be free to do all, I, but Christ, I'm going to follow you. Love has a responsibility. Number two, love has a regulator. You see this in Romans 13, 14. You see it in 1 Corinthians. The regulator for love uh, the regulator for liberty is love. Love for God and love for others regulates our Christian, Christian freedom. Love regulates what we say around others. Love regulates what we do around others. We, we freely empty self. I, I've often thought of it like the little, I just call it a jigger on the pressure cooker. At least that's what I call it on my grandmothers. The you know, it, it just jigs. It's the jigger. Um, it regulates the pressure in that pressure cooker so you don't blow up your kitchen, right? It releases pressure. And that's what love is to Christian liberty. Yeah, I'm free. Music, mask, mask, no mask, music, dress, Bible translate. There are a lot of Christian issues where we have freedom in Christ and we let our Christian liberty start to, to bump. And you know what regulates Christian liberty? Love. Yeah, I'm, I'm free, but out of love for you, I'm going to choose maybe what blesses you. I'm going to choose to release some self, let some of that go. And I might eat meat and I might not around you. Or, right? All the things that Paul would talk about. I might, we might do this and we might not do this or, around you because my liberty has a responsibility and my liberty has a, a regulator and I'm, I'm free. No more shame, no more guilt. Free indeed from condemnation, domination, free from legalism, we're free. One writer says it this way, Christians have been set free from the enslavement of chaos-inducing self-interestedness in order to allow the self-giving Christ to become incarnate within their own self-giving way of life. We're regulated by the love of Jesus. So as we close, let's look at this. Man, what are we free from? And what does it mean and not mean? And what does it include? But what are we free now to do? Can I give you five things that come to mind based on the New Testament? Number one, free to do what? Well, free to trust God. We're free now to trust God. We're free now to trust in justification by faith. You're free now to trust the gospel of grace and not works. You're free to trust, to know Jesus. Praise God. You're free to live by faith. Number two, we're now free to serve. I choose to serve. I choose to go with you. Look at Galatians 5.13. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love... Serve one another. Serve one another. Like the Wimbledon matches, right? But don't serve them hard. Serve them, just set them up. I mean, just you serve one another. You, you serve one another out of love. You use your freedom to serve God and others. Who can you serve? How can you serve? You're not called to 
live to yourself. You're called to serve one another in love. The next verse, verse 14, says, For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, love your neighbor as yourself. You want to go back to, to pick one? Just, just do that one <laughs> out of the 613. Just love your neighbor as yourself. Christian liberty brings that, that serving others lovingly. Number three, we could say love. Love. You're free to love. You're free to love. You, you get to choose. Choose love. Aren't you thankful for the signers of the Declaration of Independence that we celebrate on this day, Independence Day? One of the signers of the Independence was Charles Carroll. He was from Maryland. He represented Maryland and he wrote these words. God, grant that this religious liberty may be preserved in these states to the end of time and that all believing in the religion of Christ may practice the leading principle of charity, of love, the basis of every virtue. I think he understood the message we've been preaching today. He understood that Christ is the liberator. He understood that we're free to trust God and trust Christ Jesus and to serve others and to love others. And may, he says, may that be the, the leading principle. <laughs> love. Love. Number four, we're free to obey. We're now free to, to obey. We don't have to be mastered by sin. It will no longer have mastery over us. Listen to Romans 6, 17-19. Romans 6, 17-19, Paul says, But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin, bound, captive, chained, thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves, as servants to righteousness, leading to sanctification. Paul was saying, in Christ you're free, and you're free now to obey. Present your members to righteousness. Number five, we're free to worship. Aren't you thankful for that today? That we're free to gather here, that we're free to worship. We're free to worship God. We're free to praise God. For, for freedom, Christ has set us free. There was an interesting Christianity Today article this week. It said these words, it's really stuck out to me. It, it was the title. America's true freedom is getting to sing about God, not country. That's the ultimate freedom. Not that we get to sing about country, but that we get to sing about God. That every week we get to come in this place and sing about God, that we know Him and sing these freedom songs that other countries can't sing out loud, that they have to whisper. We're free to worship. Freedom has a cost. And the liberator is Jesus. Have you been liberated? As we close, are you free? Some people think they're free, but they're not. In the Bible Belt, a lot of people think they're free, but they're not free. As we close, the first point of application would be this. First, let the Son of God set you free truly free. Experience this freedom. 
Jesus said these words in John chapter 8, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. First, let the Son of God set you free. Truly free from condemnation. Truly free from shame. Truly free from guilt. Truly free from all the trying and effort of self-made religion stuff. Let the Son set you free and you'll be free indeed. Know that God created you to be with Him. Know that you have sinned. Our sin separates us from God. That is the ultimate and the sins can never be removed by the law. So paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. Know that everyone who trusts in Christ alone, in the Son, will be set free indeed. Know that you receive eternal life and that that freedom will start now and it will last forever. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Aren't you thankful for the Gospel? If you know Christ... The next application point would be for you. Thank the Lord for freedom. Thank the Lord for freedom and then steward it well. Man, may I steward my liberty in Christ well. May you steward it well. When we need to, then let's do that. When we, when we need to love more, when we need to regulate, when we need to say, no, I know who I am in Christ. And may we steward our freedom well. And so with grateful hearts, serve others. Serve Find a place to serve. Serve. Don't stop. Even in a pandemic, maybe you hit pause, but please don't hit the square. Don't stop. Play. <laughs> Love. Serve. Until the very end. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Making Christ Known. We invite you to join us again next time for another sermon from Adairsville Baptist Church. For more information, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.